Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today on Faith at Eight, we are in Daughters of Grace and we're going to talk about Mary of Bethany, also known as Martha and Lazarus's sister. And we talked about Martha yesterday. So we'll be, you know, going over that same Mm -hmm. story, but the mirror image, like what was it from the Martha standpoint, from the Mary standpoint. And Mary is is in all four gospels, four gospels or five gospels. She is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And she, there's really two strong stories you hear about her in the Mm -hmm. Bible. Um, One where she is cleaning Jesus's feet with her hair and pouring out perfume over all over him. And another one where, and she's just sitting as presence and another one where Martha's doing all the work and she's like, I'm going to sit over here and listen to Jesus. And from our talk of, of Martha, we were talking about, you know, Martha's priority was on, on getting things done and she was mm-hmm. missing Jesus being right there. And what we see of Mary is that she saw Jesus. And yes, of course, she could have been up and doing all of the things, mm-hmm. but she knew what was most important was that Jesus was right there and that that's where her priority had to be. And when we talk about pile of rocks and priority and that, this was Mary stepping up and being like, this is my priority. This is my foundation. And he is right in front of me. And I will be nowhere else except in his presence when I have this gift. Yeah. And and everywhere she is mentioned, uh, she is four gospels. It tells me that right here. And I had a moment, guys. Look at even people that have a faith podcast don't know what the heck they're talking about sometimes. It's fine. I'm not a theologian. We're human. I'm just a Christ-centered woman. Having conversations. Jesus Jamboree. Jesus Jamboree. Someday maybe you'll know more about it. But um, so everywhere she is mentioned, she is seen as a woman who loved and served the Lord. And I think that served part is really important Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we think served is the Martha. It is the getting all the things done. But she served him with her time, with just choosing to be with him and him alone and just setting apart everything else that had to be done. Oh, yeah. Food needs to be made. The house needs to be cleaned all of those things and saying, but none of those are as important as Mm -hmm. you, Lord. And I am going to serve you in this moment with my attention. And I love that this study says she was desperately aware of the privilege of his presence. Yes. Right. So Martha's running around trying to do all the things because she of course appreciates that Jesus is there, but Mary has this understanding, like this is a privilege. Like I have the opportunity to sit here. Mm -hmm. I don't have to sit here. Mm-mm. I have the opportunity to. That's the key. I've told the story about when someone said, you know, Shannon, you don't always have to go to church. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't. I get to. And, and it's interesting that we are in a season where the Bible is translated into so many languages and people have such an opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to read the Bible in the language of that they speak. And yet less and less people read the Bible now than ever. And it's like we have the privilege, but we don't even see the privilege in front of us. These these individuals in the Bible, they had the privilege of sitting with the Messiah and they didn't even see the privilege sitting right there in front of them. Mm-hmm. And and they were and the people were distracted by life. And but she her eyes were fixed on Jesus alone. Mary reminds us that we have to choose our priorities. We have to choose yeah. them. And we do get to choose them every single day. And so are you really will say God is so important and my faith life is so important. But then when we schedule out our day, there's no time left 
we'll, we'll fit it in where we, where we can. Oh, if I have 15 minutes here. Maybe I'll read some scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's the last thing we do. If it truly was a priority to you, you would put it in first. Mm-hmm. And make the other things go around it. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when you look at your schedule, you really say, what is a priority in my life? And you'll see, what are you putting first in your calendar? Mm-hmm. What do you make as a priority that I'm not going to miss this? And what kind of falls off because you don't make time for it? And that can be really, really revealing if mm-hmm. you're, if you'll lie to yourself and you'll say, oh, yeah. oh yes, I am Christ-centered. I read my Bible. I do all that. And you look at your calendar and go, ooh, you know what? I didn't read it this day or this day because I got busy because other things came in. And that's human. Yeah. But again, that's human. So make the change and say, how do I make this a priority? Majority of the people that consider themselves Christians only go to church 50% of the time. 50% is not even a passing grade, friends. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so is it really a priority? And this is also true in every area of our life. We'll say, oh, no, my marriage is a priority. We're going to beat the 50%. We're going to be married forever. And But we put our kids in front of our spouse. We put um, our work, our job in front of our, our friends. Oh, I have to go on a coffee date. No, 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 no. Like we, we have to, we have to make sure we have things in the right order that we have prioritized them in our calendar, in our day. And that doesn't mean that we need to set time. Like it doesn't mean you have to have some set time set with your spouse every single day. Okay. I admit my husband and I, we don't, we do have dinner together as a family, but the time that we prioritize is Saturday mornings. Um, we have big breakfast Saturday and we all sit around the table and eat and then the kids go away and my husband and I will sit there and I will drink my coffee. He gulps it down, but I will, I will savor it. (laughs) And we just spend the time together. If we recognize that like this, the month of October, when this is airing, there is not a single Saturday where that is possible. So we are looking at other parts of our month. Okay. So when are we going to make this party since Saturdays, it's not working this month. And um, cause we just have, he has a, a men's retreat and some other things that are really important. It's important that my husband goes on a men's retreat and is poured in by other men and strengthens himself as the spiritual leader of my home. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very, of our home, my home, our home. That's very important. Also with our kids, we send them to school. Okay. We send them to school, we send them to sports, we send them all these things, and then we read the verse, raise up a child, and they won't depart from the path, and then we're confused why our kids don't don't grow up to be Christians. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not going to part from what you've you've discipled to them, and what you've discipled to them is education is number one, activities and recognition for doing a good job is number two, and um, every other, as long as you go to church every other month, every other week, yeah, that's good enough. We don't prioritize it. And then we're shocked when our kids turn away from the faith. We spend time with people that complain and they're, that are all in the world. And then we're confused why we are in such a negative headspace. And we forget that we have so much control over where our priorities are. Like, I love how you talked about what it looks like for you and Alex. Mm-hmm. For Jeff and I, every morning, our meeting is very, very short, right? Mm-hmm. It's five to, to 15 minutes. And we just say, you know, the kids are, are eating their breakfast or whatever. And we look at Jeff and we have the conversation, hey, what's your priority today? Mm-hmm. And from that, we get to learn, you know, the other day, Jeff's like, I really need to get to the driving range. For me, the last thing I want to do is go to the driving range. awful. Right? Like that would be torture. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, I was like, oh, this isn't just something he wants to do. He literally said it's a priority right now because of X, Y, or Z. And guess what? 
I cleared time to be like, okay, there, you know, th this will work out. You said this is a priority. This is what we do. So we have a short little priority meeting every single day. And then usually on um, Saturdays as well, we'll sit down and go over the whole week in brief mm -hmm. in case there's a big day. Like I have a lot of travel in October. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure that the kids have somebody with them every day. Yes. Very yes. important. Um, having, having child protective services not called on you is <laughs> number one priority friend. Number one. <laughs> so making sure that overall the schedule is good, but then each day having that little, little mm -hmm. check-in yeah. and especially the weeks that, that I'm traveling or he's traveling, making sure that that distance doesn't disconnect us yes. because even when I'm traveling, I can connect and just say, Hey, how are you doing? Not how are the kids, right? How are you? Because there's a distinction between checking in, Hey, are the kids breathing? Are we doing good? Yeah. But then loving and serving my husband and saying, Absolutely. I see the fact that you are taking on the house so that I, while I am out traveling, doing whatever it is that I have to do, but you know, honoring it through that time that we're not disconnected just because of the distance. And I think too many times we are distanced from our spouse and we forget that that does not mean that we can't connect and serve even mm -hmm. when we're not in the same area. Absolutely. Alex and I also do a priority the night before. What do you have going on tomorrow? Yep. What do I have going oh, on tomorrow? Game changer um, in the marriage. Ab absolutely. Because then I know, like I said to him, I'm like, oh yeah. Because usually we record on Tuesdays. We're recording on Monday today mm -hmm. because it worked better for schedules. And he was like, oh, I'm like, I am so sorry. I forgot to tell you that. He's mm -hmm. like, it's okay. And we could real quick make up a plan. Mm -hmm. Not that it was much. It was mainly like, how do I help you get out the door? It didn't happen. I still got out the door on late because I was busy watching a documentary. So apparently he gave me too much time, free time. Um, but but those things, homeschool, we are a homeschool family. Mm -hmm. And and there are certain things that I noticed that my children thrive when we do. Yeah. I noticed my children need a degree, specifically my older daughter, Riley. She needs a degree of... Um, structure, but it can't be the same thing every day. She needs also like a lot of variety. So like prioritizing, okay, how are we going to get that done? It, it Whatever you prioritize is what you deem important. And a big part of that homeschool schedule is we need to make sure that they are getting biblical education and they are in the word every day because I'm trying to create that habit now with my children that every day we start our day with prayer and Bible every day. We start our day with prayer and Bible. It doesn't, sometimes that is homeschool. We mm -hmm. prayed for the day and we read a Bible story and that's ate, as far as you get sometimes. Yes. And that's okay. Awesome homeschool day for us. But it shows them that is way more important that's than anything priority. else that in the day. It doesn't matter how yeah. busy our day is. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't, Monday through Saturday, we don't do it on Sunday. We're at church, but Monday through Saturday, we start our day with prayer and the Bible. But that's, I'm choosing to sit at Jesus's feet yes. instead of getting up and saying, oh, we got to get all this other. Let's do math and language arts and studies and all that. And then we'll do Bible time. If we have, if we have time, we'll throw in the Bible. No. What is the priority? Absolutely. And more is taught than caught. Mm -hmm. No, more is caught than taught. There I did go. that in the wrong I'm order. Like, it's okay. I like that you're like, yeah, wait, <laughs> more is caught than taught. Are we modeling that for our children? Mm -hmm. Are we modeling that for our spouses too? It's important. Um, you know, are, are we sitting there, oh, my husband doesn't do this, this, and this. Are we comparing what they don't do to what we do, do? complete? <laughs> I know. I was trying not this new do-do. <laughs> like, are, are, what are we comparing it to? Are, are, we, are we being unashamed in our worship? Mm -hmm. are, are, are we sitting there and trying to make it look a certain way? Um, I, you hear, well, I, like, my friends or my spouse, you know what I mean? If your spouse isn't a believer... The greatest thing you can do is be unashamed in your belief mm -hmm. and your boldness and 
praying for your spouse and serving your spouse as the godly man of the household that God is calling him to be? What if you didn't wait until he actually acted that way and you did it now? Mm -hmm. You did it right now. You served your husband well. You served his body. You served his mind. You served his spirit. You served his soul well now. You didn't wait until he hit all these checklists. And not because they necessarily deserve it, but because God serves you well, mm-hmm. despite the fact that you haven't gotten it perfect and you haven't checked all the boxes off the box uh, off the list and you've prioritized a hundred things in front of him when he still serves you well and loves you and gives you grace through it. What if we did those same things with all those people around us? Yep. And that's looking at every day, where are we coming from? Are we coming from a Christ-centered self or are we still looking to the world and, and, you know, saying, well, when they do that, then I'll do this. Oh, yeah. Stop. Show up as a Christ-centered person. If you're like, I don't know what that looks like, that's where going to the Word and understanding, okay, what does that look like? It looks like sitting at the feet of Jesus. It looks like yeah. going to the Word. It looks like, what are those habits that I need to be? How am I kind? Like right now in this season, how am I a kind human? I've made a lot of mistakes. I've said things that have come out wrong in anger or all of that. That doesn't define who I am. My identity is in Christ and I have the ability to say, you know what? I didn't like when I said that. I didn't mm-hmm. like what, how that made me feel or how other made, others made me feel. I ask for forgiveness. I repent. Repent. I can't speak at all, but... Me neither. It's, it's fine. Like, Keep going. We're replenishing. Rep- <laughs> replenishing. It's fine. <laughs> Repenting, asking for forgiveness, but then saying, help me not do that again. And that's where the difference is, is help me be better. Help me learn from my past, have that testimony so I can walk it out and say, yes, what is different about me is that I'm Christian. I'm actually walking it out in that way. I'm learning to be a Christ-centered woman, mother, friend, all of that. And that is very counterculture. Yep. We live in a society, well, you don't know what they've done to me and they did this and da, da, da. And very much what Mary's doing at this time is very mm-hmm. counterculture. For her to let down her hair mm-hmm. in a room full of men and to start cleaning God's feet, cleaning Jesus' feet with this perfume that, and that is this ointment that it costs hundred denarii. Let's say that's $300. Like, would you pour $300 worth of of perfume over Jesus' feet? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But it's very counterculture. And we get to choose that too. It's also when someone else does something to you, how can I learn from what they just did? Mm-hmm. Do I do that? Do Am I short with people? Like if, if someone, I had a friend recently, they text me and it was very short. And I had a moment where I was very offended. I was like, and I had to like take a moment and be like, <laughs> I wonder what's going on that they're being this short. This And I went, text yeah. back, are you okay? She's like, I'm not okay. And it is, counter, it is counterculture to choose not to be offended. Yeah. It is counterculture. That is laying it by demonstrating the grace that God gives us to other people. That is being godly women. That is being counterculture because it is all about being offended these days. Yeah. Everyone's offended about everything. Um, I also like that this goes into the story about um, being at Lazarus's tomb and how it really spoke that Mary did not hide her feelings from Mm-mm. Jesus when when he arrived. And it really reminded that Jesus hurts when we hurt. Yes. Like he knew what was going to happen, right? Like he knew he was going to raise Lazarus. But Mary 
in this this instance, we see we don't have to hide how we feel from Jesus mm-hmm. and that when we are in pain and hurt, he's hurting with us. He does not want his children to hurt. But then also, where does our faith lie to understand that he is with us through the season? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it this really made me think about the Sabbath mm-hmm. because we we do go. I admit my hardest working day is on Saturday. It's the only day my husband doesn't work. So I can be like, hey, can I get five hours where I can just sit there and knock a lot of work out? Yeah. Because Monday through Thursday, I'm very focused on my family and serving my family. That's that's where God has me right now. Of I am a homemaker Monday through Friday, so I need to really serve my family. So Saturday is my, I need to get other things done day. And then Sunday could very easy be one of those days too. And, mm-hmm. and learning and choosing to, no, I'm going to honor God that day. And We do go to church and we serve at church, but that's not really serving the church. It's serving God. It's laying at his feet and then coming home and choosing. I'm not going to do anything on my to-do list. I do set up my calendar on Sunday. I do admit that Um, because I, it just makes it so I'm prioritizing. Okay. How can I put, where am I putting God first, but choosing to honor the Sabbath. And um, it's something that is very not done these days. Um, but Mm -hmm. we, we need to have intentional rest and that's what Mary did. She intentionally found refuge and rest in Christ. Um, and we need to make sure that we are doing that. However, that may look for you. Sabbath may not be a Sunday thing for you. Maybe you do it on Saturdays, Mm -hmm. maybe Wednesday's your Sabbath day. I don't know, but, but are you doing the setting intentional time to seek refuge in Christ? And I love in the daily grace, the study over and over, may we be women who are always oh, found at the feet of Jesus. So, too. you know, talking about Martha and talking about Mary and the situation, no matter what you take from it, in your prayers, pray that you may be a woman who is always found at the feet of Jesus. You know, when we have that opportunity, are we saying yes to that? Are we saying, don't let me be distracted when you are right in front of me. Guide me to where you want me to be. Let me be intentional with those other priorities, but let me always sit at your feet. And if you heard the episode about the midwives, the midwives of Moses, and we got so fired up about that, at least I did. <laughs> we did. Um, we got very fired up with that. Do you know how they ended up being those valiant women of women of faith? Because they were women that were found. Obviously, Jesus wasn't born yet, but they were women that honored God with their time. Yes. They, there were women that were making sure that their habits included being God's word, praying. They did the, whatever the religious thing of that time was, but they built that 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 faith so that they could do when when the world was telling them to do something that they knew was sinful. They could very clearly understand, no, that is not aligned with my morals or the calling that God has given me. And I am going to say, no, you cannot be bold in those moments. If you never take the time to sit at Jesus's feet, when, if you don't be, if you don't have times where when you're married, where you lay it all down, mm-hmm. you will not be able to have times where you're willing to pick it all up and say, no, no, I, I'm going to stand strong right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to move or falter from this point. I don't care what you say. That is not what God's called us to do. And it, that you, but you have to do both. Mm-hmm. Like you need one for the other. And oftentimes we think, oh, I'll be bold in my faith when I am set in a situation when where it's life for, life or death now. moment. No, no, no. You have to be bold in the small to be bold with the big. You have to yep. find rest and refuge in God so that you have the strength at when you are fueled by God's strength in moments where you are being put up against a, a hard wall. You see all these 
and it's mainly mamas, a lot of dads too, that are going into these school, these school board meetings and they're saying, no, no, I will not say yes to this. This is not, this is not honoring God. This is not honoring my family. This is, but they, Mm -hmm. they only know that because they have the, the time where they have taken the time to learn what is going on. So we need to really, um, make sure that we are educating ourselves and fueling ourselves and, and being with God so that we are, we are prepared for that moment where we need to stand up and say no. So are you going to be a Martha? Are you going to be a Mary? I feel like you need to be both. I know I do too. And I feel like there's this, there's that balance, just like the balance of truth and grace. There's the balance of, of Martha and, and Mary, but it allows you to think about it. It allows yeah. you to say, where am I? Am I in the the um, situation where I need to be that Martha? Am mm-hmm. I in that situation where I need to be Mary? And and when are we calling on it and correcting yeah, it when, as well? Am I serving when I need to serve? And am I resting when I need to rest? Mm-hmm. It takes both, so... Um, dear Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful to you and thank you for joining us together again today, Lord. We are just so all inspired that you are such a faithful creator, that you are so faithful in what you lie in front of us and so faithful with um, our time, Lord, um, that you give us the blessing of 24 hours, Lord, and that you are just so intentional with that um, and that you allow us to be intentional with it too. Um, we know that sometimes we're not intentional. We waste the time on worldly concerns instead of sitting there focusing and setting refuge in you, Lord. Instead of lying at your feet and seeing the blessings that you lied right in front of us, Lord, we are so focused on what the world says we need to do. Um, please forgive us, Lord. Please forgive us for all the times that we've taken the 24 hours we have in our day for granted and not set a set time to be with you and to focus on you and to make you the foundation of our days, the foundations of our lives. Um, we're so blessed that despite the fact that we get it wrong, Lord, you give us a new day every day and you continue to pour into us and you continue to give us grace over and over again and mercies over and over again, Lord. Thank you for the the Martha and Mary who are true, truly women of God, Lord. They were faithful women. And even though it looked different and we learned something different from each one of them, Lord, they were women that did have faith in you, that had a intimate relationship with your son. So much he felt their pain and he wept with them for their brother, Father God. Um, Thank you for that example, Lord, so that we can see that and learn from it daily. As we go throughout our day, Lord, let us honor you with our time. Please reveal to us the spots where we are putting more um, weight on what the world tells us to be instead of weight on what you've asked us to be. Please, Lord, reveal to us where we need to set aside time to have refuge in you, Lord, and to rest and to be in your word and to speak to you and pray to you and to worship you with our time, Lord. Please reveal that to us, Lord. Um, let us see that, see, see the power of what it is when we honor you with our time. We're so grateful for that. Thank you for the next 24 hours where we can honor you with all of it. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review and share with a friend. And thank you so much for being in this part of this mission to make heaven crowded. See you tomorrow. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, 
do it in faith.